Welcome to Ambitious Motherhood, the podcast for the mom who is chasing after her dreams in motherhood and business. This is your permission slip to pursue all that you were created to be and live out your calling both in and out of your home. Here's your host, Katie Fleming. We're speaking with Heather Crabtree. You guys, I'm so excited to dive into this conversation with Heather. I have followed Heather in the online world for a long time and have seen her journey, have seen the story she's going to share with you today, have seen her walk through that. I've seen her community rally around her, and I'm so excited to share this message from her to you guys. Okay, so let me tell you a bit about Heather. Heather is a business strategist and a community builder. She teaches women how to run a savvy business and life and live a fulfilling life. She is also the founder of the Savvy Community, a membership experience for female entrepreneurs and the Savvy Business Circle, a six-month mastermind and group program. With a law degree in hand, she started her first post-law firm business hours at age 24. She gained a business partner at 28 and sold the business six years later to start her current business. Now she mentors and speaks to lady entrepreneurs around the globe each year, encouraging and teaching women how to run a savvy business and live a fulfilling life. Heather is also a mama to two beautiful kids, wife to her husband, lover of people, encourager and optimist, and an advocate for pediatric cancer. She loves to share her business tips, real-life mamahood, leadership advice, and brings awareness to pediatric cancer. Without further ado, guys, let's get to today's interview. Hey, Heather. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I am so excited to chat with you. Like we kind of talked off air, I've been following you in this online space for a good while, and I'm excited to finally have you on and talk about your motherhood and your business journey and how all that kind of weaves together. Yeah, so, the, the good, the bad, the ugly, right? <laughs> exactly. Will you fill our audience in on who you are and kind of how you got started in this online journey? Yes. So I am a business strategist. I'm also a community builder. Um, and that's where I am now. I host a, uh, uh, I host a membership experience for female entrepreneurs called the Savvy Community. And I also run a high-end, uh, a high-level mastermind for female entrepreneurs as well called the Savvy Business Circle. But how I got here was a little crazy. So I've been an entrepreneur for, wow, like over 15 years now. So I wasn't, um, I got into the corporate world. I wanted to be an attorney all my life. I did that. I uh, went to law school. I graduated. But the last year of my law school, well, actually each year in law school, um, one of my family members passed away. And so it was a big lesson for me. But by the last year, my dad, my father passed away of a massive heart attack at the age of 44. And so that really changed the trajectory of my life. Like it literally changed everything for me. And so when I started my career as an attorney, I really just thought about like, what is it that I really want? Because I know how life can change in a minute, in a second. And I really wanted to live the life I wanted to live and uh, be with the ones that I wanted to be with. And so when I started into the legal profession, it just really wasn't all it was cut out to be. I loved the education of it, but I did not like the practice of it. And I really wanted to get, come in and um, do adoption law, actually, and kind of, you know, help children find great homes. And I don't know if that was the 
be, me being naive or oh, I don't know, but at the time those jobs weren't available. And, um, I ended up working for a law firm that represented all the car dealerships in town, which was definitely not what I wanted to be doing. So, um, I had no idea what I was going to do because that's how all I thought about my whole life was being an attorney. But then I realized that that kind of was not my idea. That was my father's idea. And when I realized that, I thought, you know what, why am I, why am I trying to be something that I really was not ever meant to be? My father wanted me to be that because when he grew up, that's all he knew. You were the, you were a few professions if you wanted to be successful. And I knew that that wasn't true. So I said, what can I do that's completely opposite of what I'm doing right now. And I, for some reason, I don't know why, but like in my head, it was like interior designer or I was going to be an event planner. Those were like the two options for me. I have no idea why. I had never done anything remotely close to either one of those. Um, But it felt, I think why why I chose those is because it felt like the other end of the spectrum for me. And I was just ready to get out of what I called like pushing papers yeah. in the legal world. And so I did that. I started my own business. I was like 24, uh, 25. And I took, put, took, I like put my two weeks notice in and I quit. It's not something that I would, uh, tell everyone kind of like income or anything like that. No. Um, and I didn't really make a lot of money and I wasn't married at the time. So yeah, I had nothing really. I mean, I was broke. I was honestly, I had no money because I was so, um, I was in so much debt from law school. Mm-hmm. So, and I wasn't making hardly any people think, oh, you were an attorney, you made a lot of money. No, I didn't. Um, and so anyway, but my heart, I just, at that moment of when my father passed away, it just kept like coming back to me and saying, Heather, you don't know how much time you're given. So do what you think you need to do as long as I wasn't hurting others. Right. And I really had no ties at the time. I had no kids. I wasn't married. We weren't even engaged yet. We were together, but, um, and so I made the leap. I quit my job and I guess I've always been a person that I'm like, I'll make it work. Like, I don't care whatever happens. I will make it work. And so I think that's always, cause I was always told as a kid, like I could do anything. I was very fortunate in that, that, uh, realm of the world because I, I just, my parents were like, you can do whatever you want. I'm like, cool. Um, and so I did that. And I actually had that, uh, that company, what ended up happening is for the next 11 years, I landed in the wedding and event industry. Um, I got a business partner halfway in. I had my daughter right before, like a year before that, realized I could not do this on my own anymore. I wanted someone to be a partner with me. She bought half of my company. I'm like fast forwarding through these 11 years because yeah. it was not the like the most joyous time in my life, honestly. Um, and then we grew a team. I had, I was getting ready to have my second child, my son, and I was ready to kind of just be done with the wedding and event industry overall. And long story short, there's a lot of story in between, but uh, we ended up selling our business to one of our lead planners. So she'd kind of grown up in our business and we felt really good about being able to put it in someone's hands that was going to take care of it and, and felt like we weren't just leaving and we didn't know what was going to happen to our business. We knew it was going to probably flourish even more her owning it. And so I started uh, my business now and that was just four years ago. So, so crazy. Maybe, it feels like forever ago. 
Yeah. I mean, the journey, I love you kind of speeding through that because it's, I mean, there's a ton of stories along the way. Yeah. (laughs) We'd be here for days. But when you, when you sold that business and when you started your new one, did you know when you sold it, what the new one is or would be? Yes, I had actually, well, I didn't know exactly, but I had bought, I had always had heathercrabtree.com. Like I was one of those I'm one of those weirdos that like buys, like for my kids, I bought their website before, like when they were first born, because (laughs) I always want them to have their own website. Um, But so I already, I always had heathercrafter.com just like for whatever I was going to use it for. And we were coaching actually when I was in the wedding and event industry about four years before we um, sold our business, we started coaching other wedding professionals. So that's how I got into like the coaching consulting world. And I realized that that was like my jam. Like that was what I was meant to do. I was really good at it. I was a business major in college. So I, I was, I felt like I was back in my element. Like I love the creative mind. I love doing things that are creative, but, and I was really good at it, honestly, as a, as a wedding planner, but I knew that what I was better at and what I was, what I felt like I was meant to be doing was helping women run their businesses better. And so that's kind of through those four years, I really figured out what people were needing. And then when I went out on my own, I kind of already had, um, I had also built like a huge network of people. Um, so, but I used that network that I had built in the wedding and event industry and carried that over to my new business. And then with my new business, heathercrabtree.com, we just, exp- I just expanded because I'd already done, I was like, I don't want to be in the wedding and event industry anymore. I don't want to coach just wedding and event planners or, or professionals. I think I have more to give. And so that's kind of how we landed to where we are now. So tell us more about where you are now. What is, what are the recent pivots, if any, and then where yeah. are you kind of situated now? Yeah. I'll kind of speed this up too, because it's been four years. It feels like a lifetime that I've been doing this, this business, but it's only been four years. In that four years, I started a Facebook community that kind of kicked off everything for me. I was not ready for that. Um, so it was called the Savvy Business Owners. We have closed that Facebook group now and have a new one because it kind of got out of control. But um, we, that's how it started. And I just started building a community and seeing how can I help you? How can I give value to you? And how can I learn from you so that when I'm ready to really put my services out there, um, I was coaching one-on-one, but I knew that I would never stay there. I knew I wanted to reach more people. And so I just kept learning, learning, learning about what, what were the key things that, uh, these women were struggling with in their business. And so one of the big things was systems, People didn't have processes or workflows or anything. And I was like, you, oh my gosh, like, why don't you have these? Like, you've been in business for five, 10, sometimes 15 years, and they had no real processes. So um, I knew that was one of the big things. And so I created a course called Streamline with Systems. And I sold that, um, launched it. It was a huge hit. I made a pretty good chunk of money with it. Um, there were some hard times with it. I will say for anyone that's created a course and put that out there, it's difficult to hear the negative feedback or um, to feel like you haven't done enough. And I felt like- To feel like you're responsible for people's results too. Yes, yes. And I've learned now not to uh, connect their results with like my worth Mm -hmm. because they have to put in the, the work, right? 
as long as I'm giving the best I can, then they have to do the work and they're responsible for that. But I didn't know that at that time. And I'm such a people pleaser. So I felt like all that and so that's that's kind of how I started. And then from that, I started a group program because I said, okay, now I'm understanding not just this, but like the six top things that people are struggling with in their business. And so I started a group program called the Savvy Business Circle about a year into my business, I think it was. And then, yeah, it was, it was 2015. And then um, we did that. And then eventually I was like, okay, I, and and then that was a higher priced thing. Right. And so I was like, okay, I want to create something that I can reach more people. And that isn't as, isn't as expensive. Um, And so I worked on the next like, oh gosh, six months on creating a membership, the savvy community. And what happened with that is that we launched it in January of 2017. And then literally probably one or two weeks after I launched it, my daughter was diagnosed with stage four cancer. So life said, ha ha, you're going to learn a lesson and a big one. Um, And thankfully at that time I had built my team for that. For those first two years, I'd really worked hard. I knew from my first business that building a team was so important and that I am really, I knew what I'm really good at and I know what I'm really not good at. And so I needed people on my team to be able to do those things and help me with the things that I wasn't good at. And so I didn't bring them on as the, at the level they are now. I worked them in slowly five hours a month, 10 hours a month, you know, people look and go, Oh my gosh, you have a team. And you know, how did you do that? And it was just slowly, like I didn't do any, like hire all the people at once and have all this money. I never had that, you know? So, um, so yeah, I had, but at the time when I had launched the membership, I had, uh, my business manager, my um, graphic designer, web designer who did all my everything. And these are like, I was paying them monthly. So they weren't just contractors that we would do at one, you know, once and done. It was, they, I was, they were on retainer. Um, I had a, a photographer that would come in. We would do brand photography every month. I had a video, a video editor. I had all these people on my team. I realized quickly that I was going to have to let go of some of those people because when my daughter's cancer diagnosis came, it just rocked our world and changed everything for me, my son, my daughter, my husband, our whole family and my business, of course. You've had a lot of curveballs that have been thrown at you throughout your life, yeah. Um, yeah. your adult life, but you've always seemed to manage those so well. How do you take these curveballs that come into your world? So I grew up in a, um, so my dad is one of 11 kids. So I grew up in a huge family. I'm talking Lots and lots of cousins can fill like two baseball teams. You know what I mean? So every Sunday we got together and that's all I knew. So for me, I always had community in my life because my family was my community and my family was always most important because that's who I was always surrounded by. Um, And when you have a large family, you also deal with a lot of things when it comes to health issues or in my family we did. So from a very young age, I can remember when I was probably... Oh gosh. I mean, I was young. Um, and we, I experienced a lot of death, a lot of big diseases. I mean, 
one of my family members had AIDS. One of my fa- we had a lot of heart disease. Um, we had several. My my uncle, two of my uncles, uh, my grandfather passed away of cancer. Like it just felt like it was happening all around me all the time. And I think that I just um, there. You know, there's a lot of pain that you know, now I have to deal with as an adult that I, I'm like, I've realized that I've just kind of pushed down, pushed down. It almost became a ritual, which is really weird to say to other people that aren't in my family. Cause <laughs> they're like, what are you talking about? That's weird. Like you don't do rituals for like, you know, deaths in your family, but I just grew up kind of knowing that. And so it wasn't like when my dad died, it really reinforced that moment for me of like, we're we're not given anything, you know, like you don't know when y- your time is over and you don't know um, the, the last, your last day. And so every day has to be lived to the, the best of your ability. And for me, that means giving the best that I can to the people that I love and and for me, that includes my community and my members and my students. They become family to me. But I also think that I was given the confidence of a, as a child to be able to deal with these things, to know that we are loved and that, you know, we are there for each other no matter what when these hard times come. And so I'm, I feel lucky that I, I had that. And so for me, I think that's where that comes from. I just, I always knew that my family was going to have my back and I had theirs. Um, and I think that's just kind of blossomed into my business and that people know that I have their back. And I knew, especially when my daughter was diagnosed with stage four cancer, that my community had my back. Like I never knew that they were going to have and I was just that about was, to say they rallied around you for sure. Yes. And it was, it was, um, it was overwhelming for me because I never, I had always had that with my like in family, right? But I'd never felt that outside of it, like in a business. When I was a wedding planner, I felt like an outsider. I never felt like I was the in, in the in crowd, in the cool crowd. I always felt like I was the person that came from this outside world and was trying to make it in this industry that I never really got recognized for. I felt like we were doing an amazing job and that we were doing big things that weren't happening, you know, across the, a lot of, you know, the, the nation in the wedding industry, but we just weren't being recognized for it. And I thought, you know what, that's okay. But then part of me was like, but why? Like, why aren't we being accepted? And, you know, part of that might just be me of like my own stuff that goes on in my, I've gone through my life um, because I've learned to be independent and learn that, you know, to when you're dealt with the hardest times, like figure out how to make it through and power on. Um but when I, re- when I had this business, and like I said, my daughter was diagnosed, it was just overwhelming. I mean, the gifts that we got was the, the money that people raised for us. It was crazy. It was, it was something like I have never, ever felt in my life before. And that was really magical because, um, I mean, I could cry about it right now because it just proves how people do care and in a world that can feel so hard and alone. Um, in a world that I felt was hard and lonely for really, for most of my career, honestly, until I started this business. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a refreshing place to be of that. I didn't have to worry about taking care of others that they were, that they were taking care of us. 
and they had our back. So that was really like something I can't even, like even saying it doesn't feel like I'm giving it enough focus or, uh, but, but yeah, it just was an amazing feeling. Well, I mean, the fact that you were able just to kind of take a step back from your business, that's a testament to the systems and the things that you had in place. But also, I mean, the community aspect and how they rallied behind you is a huge, I mean, even other people in the industry, I know it, it blessed me to watch that in the online space. It's just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been really, I mean, the fact that we had to go through all of that to um, feel, and not that, that we, we didn't feel it before. I always knew my community was, and I don't, and I, when I say my, like the savvy community, it's not my community. I feel like we've all grown it and, and become a part of it and owned it. Right. Um, but the community, you know, they, it's always been there, but that moment, it just, it was something, you know, that I'd never felt before in my life. And I think that's why it's so powerful for me. Cause I'd really never felt that outside of my family before. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I want to pop in real quick and make sure that you are hanging out with us over in the ambitious motherhood tribe. If you haven't yet joined, it's a free community that we've created and cultivated for you and all the other mamas out there that are balancing business and raising a family. So come hang out with us and go to ambitiousmotherhood.com forward slash tribe. See you there. So anytime, I know, I don't know if you experience this, but as a coach, I'm not immune to the fact that I need coaching, right? Oh, and for so, sure. Even in business, but also in life, there's moments where I find myself having to coach myself through things or go outside myself to get the answers. Yeah. Was there any moments during this journey um, with pediatric cancer where you found yourself coaching yourself through something? Um, yes. Well, I don't know if I was coaching myself. I really had to lean on others. I was in a, I mean, it was a whole new world. I, I had, like I said, I had families who had cancer, but I mean, this was my daughter. And so, and, and it was stage four. So it was covering her whole body. We didn't know she was going to live. It was crazy. We were thrown into pediatric cancer and all that comes with it. And we were not prepared on any level. Um, I think for me, I had to eventually find a therapist because I needed that mental, emotional support that I couldn't, my husband and I really leaned on each other. We were, we were solid team from the beginning but I knew he was going through so much too. And I, cu- I didn't want to put even more on him and vice yeah. versa. I couldn't take all that he was feeling. And we, we deal with feelings in a very different way. I'm like the emotional crier and he's the hold it in, but then gets angry about it. So um, I did, I use, um, and still to this day, I use Talkspace, which is an online therapy and so I use that and I have a therapist that I still talk to today. Um, and then, yeah. And so that was a big deal to me. I think finding other people in the pediatric cancer community that, uh, parents that I could relate to, you know, and I get it. So we, 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 I went to like a support group one time and it was not my jam. It was very, um, almost doomsday. And I was like, I will never, like I, we come from a place of positivity and 
even our family mantra is like positive attitude, grateful heart. And I couldn't do that again because that took me to a place where I was like, whoa, I can't even, yeah. Yeah. But I got it. Like each, each to their own. They were just going through, we, we were at the beginning stages and a lot of them had been in it for a while with their children. So I get that because I understand I went through different stages too. But really, um, you know, I mean, the, the hospital, the nurses, the doctors, they became our community. Like we had to rely on them for so much because I'm not a doctor. I'm not, I didn't know anything about cancer. I mean, we, we learned a lot right away, but and the, all I could do and all that my husband and I could do would be there for our kids, you know? And it wasn't just our daughter who was going through it, but it was our son. Our son was four when she was diagnosed. And so um, we had to be here there for him too. So we just came together. I will never forget. We were walking down the, the, um, the aisle or the hallway through the hospital on the cancer floor for the kids. And when we just found out, my husband took my hand and he said, we're in this together. And truly that's what we've been because, you know, we had, we had a pretty rock solid marriage before, but I would say it's even more amazing now just because of all that we've had to, you know, go through together. So. Oh my goodness. That's beautiful. So tell me where life, how life has evolved. Fill us in on how your daughter's doing. Fill us in on how you are doing, the family's doing all that good stuff. Yeah. So she went through um, uh, two years of really, really intense treatments. She had um, seven chemo, well, actually ended up being like eight or nine um, different chemo rounds. Uh, She had two surgeries to remove tumors. She had weeks of radiation. She had two uh, stem cell transplants, which were a month at a time isolated in a hospital room. No one else could visit. No one could, her brother couldn't even go into the hospital room. Um, So we learned to FaceTime a lot. Um, It was hard. It was something that I've never, ever thought I would have to go through, never imagined what it would be like. And now I know I just, I want to find a way to make it better for those kids and families that have to go through it. Now she's, she also went through six months of immunotherapy. So it was about two years, 18 months, but, um, and she is in remission now. So we're very thankful. Um, but through that time, we saw a lot of kids pass away. I've seen a lot of really heartbreaking things that, I'm very passionate about helping these kids and their families because I know what it feels like to be in the hospital and not only her feel alone, me as a parent and my husband feel helpless and feel like in so many ways, like we couldn't really do anything for our business at the time. We couldn't help our daughter except for just be there for her, hold her hand, help her, you know, like when she's vomiting every single day. Um, and then be there for our son. I mean, we would, we would switch off each night and my husband would go to the hospital. I would come home and we would do something. I would do something with my son. So we would have dinner and I would hang out with him. And then I would, neither one of us would get much sleep. And then we would reverse. And during that time, you know, we still had businesses to run. My husband is an attorney and he basically runs his own business. I mean, it's for other partners, but he's been doing it for such a long time. It's kind of his own thing now. And we had to lean on our team um, it was a really moment of trusting, just like, we, we believe in you and we trust that you're going to be there for us and do the best for us. 
And there were, you know, things that happened along the way that maybe were like, okay, that didn't go exactly as I hoped. But I, we were both still able to have and continue our businesses without us really being in it at all. And um, today, yeah, we're pretty happy. I mean, we go in. So she's four months out at this uh, time of this recording. We just had our four-month scans. So she has to get scans every two months to see if any of the cancer has come back. We're, we just got our four-month scans, and we're waiting on the results. So that's always tricky because I try not to dwell on it too much because you can just sit here and twiddle your thumbs and build up anxiety and fear thinking, what if it comes back? because I've seen so many cases of it happening. Her cancer has a high relapse rate. Um, and then of course there's all the things that people don't see. Like it took away part of her hearing, the chemo did. Um, yeah, there's just, yeah. you know, it, her, where she had to have radiation in her leg, it kind of, it, it, they said it could stop the growth in her leg. And so her leg gives her problems. Like um, you would, you know, of course she lost all of her hair. Um, and so she's growing her hair back in. Uh, uh, but, so, you know, there's all those things and there's, there's things that will affect her physically and mentally for the rest of her life because of the treatment she had to go through and because of the cancer. But uh, I, I, we're pretty grateful. She's, she's alive, doing really well um, back in school. She's getting ready to, she'll be graduating from sixth grade this year. Mm-hmm. And my, hus- my husband's doing great. I'm doing pretty well. And uh, my son's doing great in school. So yeah, we're, we're very thankful. That's good. So how did, how did transitioning back into your business, how did that, when you were finally ready to get back into it, was it a slow thing or were you ready to dive in? And how Oh, I was so ready to dive back in. I love business. I love working. And I did like that. Honestly, that was part of therapy for me. My business was a part of therapy for me during this time because at night when I couldn't sleep, cause we had beeping going on. And I mean, there were nights when we were in the critical, you know, the ICU, And I would pull out my computer just to get my mind off of it because we were in it for two years straight. I mean, there was no out of it. You were fully in it, immersed into that world. And um, so my business really gave me that. I don't know. It was, I feel like it was a therapy for me. It gave me that outlet. Mm -hmm. And so when we were done, I was really ready to jump back in, but it took me a little bit of time because, um, not to jump back in, but I had to kind of step back and go, okay, what is it that I really want for my business now? And what do I want to help people with? And I think it allowed me, it taught me so many things. It allowed me to really figure out what it was I wanted to do and cut all the arrest, cut all the other stuff out. And so I felt like, I felt like it gave me a lot of clarity, honestly. And I know that's really weird to say to go through all that, but I think it just taught me so many lessons about what's important. And, and I now I'm just really focusing on the two things that I know that I love and do really well. And that's being a business strategist and coaching people, but it's within my membership. And then and then for people that have kind of hit the six figure mark or have been in their business for a while, then I'm doing the mastermind and then I'm starting a podcast. And so that, those are the things that we're really focused on this year. There's not going to be much more than that. I was going to add an event because during that time, I forgot to say that I hosted a really amazing conference called the Savvy Experience. And that was so awesome. And people kept asking me, are you going to do it again? You're going to do it again. But it happened 
been, you know, like a few months, I don't know, four months before London was diagnosed. So after that, I was like, there's no way I can pull off another conference. Um, Those are just really intense and take a lot of work. But um, we have in-person retreats with my mastermind Um, so we'll be doing more of those. We're going to have three a year and then hopefully 2020 will bring a big event that I'm hoping to put on, but we'll see how it goes. So, yeah. Sounds good. So how, when you do those kind of moments where you look back over your business and you think, what do I need to get rid of? What's actually going to help us move forward? How do you remove things from your business that maybe you kind of are emotionally attached to, you know, like maybe yeah. the event is one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard for me. So I really wanted to write a book. I don't think that that's going to probably happen this year. I might start a little bit, but I really um, think I have to work through that a little bit before I can write, write the book. Um, so that's going to be put on the back burner, but that's like a, something I've really wanted to do for a few years now. Um, but I know how much time that stuff takes. And my business manager also reminds me all the time of like, when are we fitting that into your schedule? <laughs> um, because we're pretty good about making sure that I'm spending only the time that I need to on what I'm good at. And everybody else has the responsibility. I don't have a big team anymore. I just have me, my business manager, my, my graphic designer, um, and then we have my director of happiness, which was, is my virtual assistant, Kaylee. Um, and then we just, we're bringing on a pod, we just brought on a podcast editor and then I am going to bring in a Facebook ads person, but those will just be kind of like, you know, filling in, they won't be like full-time team members, but through it all, I've just learned that I think for me, your question, you know, how do you cut out the things that you really want to do? I look to, does that help me get to where I want to go. Like, so for me, I have the mission. I want to, you know, help women run a savvy business and live a fulfilling life. That's my mission. My vision is, you know, what I want to do over the next few years. And in order to get there and really refine that and make those things that are scalable, sustainable for my business, I can't be doing 10 things. Like I got to focus on those one or two things and make them really, really good. And, you know, it was a setback for me and, and for all of us, obviously, and for my daughter and everything, but for my business specifically, I had to not, I had to say no to a lot of stuff over the last two years that I've been really excited to do. So now I have like, I feel like I'm a new business owner. I have so much energy and I'm like, I'm so excited about everything and about life and about just, yeah, it's so, it feels so awesome to me. Um, and, and now I go, okay, maybe that was, I guess that all needed to happen. So maybe I did get a little bit more clarity and, and focus again on like, remember (laughs) life just gives you those moments to go remember what it's truly about, what truly matters. And so for me, it's like, what is that vision? And, and I want, what's going to help me get to that. And, and, uh, for me, that's continually helping women, you know, just help them in their business, but also having them realize that, do not let your business take over. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, life, life, you know, life, do the life things and figure out how to run your business in your life that fulfills you in your life and not just fulfills your business goals. Because in the end, um, you know, when we're on our way out of this world, what are you going to remember? are you going to remember all the awards you got? No, you're going to remember the people that were surrounding you and the people that helped you and the people that loved you. 
And so I just keep that really close to my heart and know that wherever we go, um, yeah, I'm just going to be really, I'm really clear about what it is. And so I've had like, for example, I had to get rid of a program. We had the, called the Savvy Accelerator and it was a 10 week accelerator where my whole team came in and they helped a person hired us. It was like $10,000, a lot of money. We came in and we basically said, I came in with the strategy and I said, this is everything you need to do. And then here, my team's going to take care of it for you. Well, we realized that that wasn't really working. And as much time as we put into it, it really killed me to take it away. But I knew it wasn't getting us to where we wanted to go as a team. Because the, as I grow, my team members grow with me and they're growing their businesses and they're doing things with their lives. And so I feel like, you know, like I have to make this work for not only me, but for my team and my community. Because as I'm, as I'm headed up the ladder, or as I'm rising, I want them to rise with me. And if they're not, then there's a problem, right? So, um, yeah, that helps me keep really, I think, clear on what it is that I need to do next. But, that, you know, it is not always an easy it isn't always easy to know right away. I think you kind of just have to, I have to set on it a little bit and go, okay, what's right. And then sometimes my business manager is just like, we got to cut that out. Like, I don't, we're not making enough money on it or we're not, we're not changing it. We're not touching enough people. Like Heather, as much as you love it, it's got to go. And that's good to have that like second ear there to help. Yeah. That's usually, if I'm being really honest, that's usually how it happens. And I love her for that. Especially like you're probably very creative and you have like 20 different ideas and offers you could do at one time. So yeah, she literally wants to probably, you know, I don't want to say kill me, but she probably is like, Heather, no more ideas, you know, no more stuff. Just keep those ideas to yourself and let's keep rolling along. Um, but yeah, so she's a good balance to me and my kind of creating the ideas and the vision for the overall thing, she really puts it into, okay, can we do that or not? That's so valuable. So let me ask you this. I am curious to hear what your response would be to what does ambitious motherhood mean to you? I think for me personally, um, you know, motherhood, being a mom and a wife are everything to me. You know, if I, there's not even a choice between my business and that. But I think what's really cool is that we have the ability to be the mom, to be the wife, and to be the entrepreneur. And we can't do all of them 100% all the time, right? But we can kind of ebb and flow. And for me, that's what an, I think ambitious to me means you, you, know, you have that drive that you, you want to do things, you want to change you know, things in the world. Um, and I think we all have that right as moms and if you're not a mom, even, you know, but I think that sometimes when motherhood happens, we can feel like that part of us, that ambitious entrepreneurial part of us can be taken away. And as an entrepreneur, that feels really like invasive, of like, oh my gosh, my life is changing. Uh, what am I going to do? I'm not going to be my independent self anymore. And I think I've learned, I'm, you know, I'm 41 and I've learned over the years that it's not going to be all or nothing. Like you can't be a hundred percent 
business owner, 100% mom, 100% wife, 100% sister, whatever. It just doesn't work like that. You can't give your all to everything at once. And so you kind of have to feel, figure out like, where can you give your time? And I think that comes with setting boundaries. That comes with um, knowing, being clear and gaining clarity on like what you really want to do and how you want to change the world. And also, you know, making sure that the people that love you know that and that um, when the day comes that you've done your best for that part of your life and all the business stuff, it doesn't mean it goes away. It just means you have to be a little bit uh, less hard on yourself as a mama going, you know what, I'm going to do my best every day and my best is going to have to be enough for whatever it is. And there's going to be lots of days where you totally screwed up uh, business-wise and mama and wife and all the, all the things, right? But I think that that's, that's everyone's life. And so knowing that we're all in this together, that we're all going down the same path together, even though we think that our, what we're doing is so different, you know, feel, because it feels, it feels lonely, right? When you're going through it, especially as an entrepreneur, I think if you're working from home and then you're trying to take care of your kids, I mean, my kids are a little bit older, they're in school, but I remember when they were at home and I remember one specific (laughs) incident when I was a wedding planner, I went and met with a client and um, London was a baby and she literally had a blowout all over. We were at a Starbucks, had a blowout everywhere. And I was showing her these high end, like, $20 a piece invitations as my daughter is having a blowout everywhere. (laughs) And that client, she was really young. She was like 20 years old, getting married, went on to fire me after that happened. It was the craziest thing in my life. Now I look back on it and I laugh because I'm like, that girl, she didn't know what life was about to like, um, she didn't know, she needed more experience in life. But um, yeah, you're going to have those moments, those blowouts, literal and you're going to learn from them. And that's all you can do. Yeah. That is so good. And that wraps up the other question I was going to ask, but you kind of said what you tell your pre-mom self, like you're just, you're going to know, right? What would you tell Yeah. I mean, and I think I also, and I tell this to my friends that are having kids for the first time, you know, people can tell you exactly how they think you should do it, but you got to go with your heart and what feels right for you. And so you know, don't, a lot of times we're so hard on ourselves, way harder than anyone else is on us. Um, because we're all, what if, what does she think about me? What does she think about me? And I know that there is that out there. I'm, you know, obviously I'm not naive to that. There is a lot of that, especially as women that happens, but I think find, find your people that don't do that, that are just like, I mean, I have my girlfriends from high school. We grew up together and they, we have been friends for, you know, 25 plus years. I know no matter what, that those girls are going to not only be really loving to me and be there when I need them, but they're also going to be really truthful with me. And if I am got myself in a place of like, get over yourself or Heather, who do you think you are? Or, um, you know, being a mom, give yourself some grace that's the people I look to. I don't care about the people that are quick to judge me on how I do anything because those people usually aren't the people that are sticking around. They're just there uh, to pick you apart when it looks like you're having either a hard time or you're having some success and they want to pull you down. And to those people, I say, you know what? I'm sorry about what you're going through right now. And I'm sorry that you've chosen to take that out on me. 
I wish you well. I can't have that in my life. So I don't have a lot of that drama. (laughs) That's coming back to the boundaries, you know, that you mentioned. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that has a bit, and you know, again, that is something that you learn over time. So what I would tell that, <laughs> that pre-mom self is that you're going to learn a lot of stuff, you know, along the way, you don't know anything right now in terms of what it's going to be like, because we not, none of us do, you know, in motherhood and business and life, we don't know what the future holds. And so you just do the best you, you can and you love the ones and you make sure that the ones who support you, that you thank them and give love back to them. And that's, that's, that's the only thing that you can do consistently that really matters, honestly. I mean, at the end of the day. And so if you can do that, and here's the thing, I know all situations aren't the same. I know that not everyone, you know, has the loving friends or, you know, I've had moments in my life where I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I doing? I can't, I'm really crappy at all this right now. Like I'm failing on every single level. And that's been so many times in my life. Um, know that we all go through that. (laughs) There's not one person that has to have those moments. So Yeah. yeah. So true. So true. Well, girl, it has been so good talking with you. Will you fill everybody in on where we can connect with you online and what all the goodness you have coming up? Yes. So everything is at heathercrabtree.com. Uh, I am on Instagram at heather underscore Instagram, uh, or sorry, heather underscore crabtree, not Instagram, heather underscore crabtree. Um, I do, I do stuff there daily. I love Instagram. So that's where you can find me usually online. I have a Facebook, but you can find everything from heathercrabtree.com though. I love it. And if Instagram is my place too. So if you guys are listening, screenshot today's show and tag Heather underscore Crabtree and myself, not Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Katie. I'm honored. Just, this was awesome. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Screenshot the show and tag us on your Instagram story. You can tag at Katie Fleming and at Heather underscore Crabtree. We cannot wait to hear what you loved about today's episode. Make sure you subscribe and we'll catch you on the next episode.